Hi there and welcome along to row four of the 12 rows of Christmas. Today it's four power strokes. What does that mean? Well, we're going to row a 30 minute piece at 20 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 18 pace. So this is one of those low intensity fitness building, give a chance to work on technique, blah rows, okay? Which are really important, don't skip them, okay? Hard sell. But every three minutes, what I want you to do is four power strokes. You're still going to do this at 20 strokes a minute, but I want you just to put in more of a push from your legs. Now, depending on how you're doing so far in this 12 row series, you may be a little bit tired and worn out after yesterday's Tabata session. I know I am. So how much of a push you put in for these uh, power strokes is entirely up to you. Um, if you can just go up by two, three seconds pace, just to put in more of a push from your legs, that's fine. If you've got lots of energy, lots of power in your legs, and you want to really kind of go up to, say, 10 seconds faster, so 2K plus eight or something, then you can do that for your four strokes. It's up to you. The only thing is, is that this is meant to be that kind of low intensity bottom tier row that you're not really meant to be kind of pushing this any harder than kind of like that kind of six out of 10 effort. In fact, today's t-shirt does say it's the don't push the slow stuff uh, t-shirt. So I'm just cold, so I'm doing that again. Um, so <laughs> I'm kind of going against my own thing here by saying to do the power strokes, but really four power strokes every three minutes isn't going to tip the scales. It's just about trying to keep a 30 minute row interesting. Okay, right. So that's what we're doing today. So let's get into a four minute warm up today rather than the 10 minutes we did yesterday. Who thought of that? And we start off by setting up our the machine and going to the drag factor on a concept two. If you don't know what Drag Factor is, please check out the YouTube video that I have about it. I set mine to around about 125, if that helps. If you're on a non-concept two, just set it so you get enough of resistance or weight or whatever that you can get a nice feel to the stroke, but you don't have to heave against it, all right? Next up, if you can, set your monitor to eye heights. You're not looking up and you're not looking down. And finally, if you can adjust the height of your foot plates, then please set them to a point where you're able to get to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins pointing vertically. If you are set too high, you might not quite be able to get there. If you're set too low, you may go flying past and your wee toes will get sore. Um, that's if you row in socks like me. A good ballpark is to say that the strap should cover the balls of your feet rather than the kind of high mid foot or your kind of front toe or your big toe um, or the bottom lace in your shoe. And then you can set that there and then adjust from that point as to how comfortable you are, right? So our four minute warm up, we're gonna do this at 18 strokes a minute. And I really just want you to put in enough of a push from your feet to think about the connection of your hands on the handle to the machine. But I'll talk about that as we start. I always do, do it this way, um, just to think about that power connection. All right, the hoodie is off. Brr. So let's get into this. In three, two, one, let's go. So you get the power into your stroke by pushing your feet into the machine, okay? However, somehow it has to get up and then to your hands and into the handle, doesn't it? And this is all about timing and body position. So body position, you want to be leaning in to a one o'clock tilt towards the front of the machine with straight arms. But, you want to make sure that as you push your feet into the machine, your hands connect the handle to the machine at exactly the same time. Okay, so you push at the same time that your hands connect. You're not pulling with your hands at this point. You're just connecting to the flywheel or water wheel or whatever your machine uses. 
and that's how the power efficiently gets into the machine. So while you're working on that timing, just start to push a little bit harder with your feet. Increase your pace up towards your 2K training pace plus 20 seconds. And if you don't know your 2K training pace, then I suggest rowing a 2000 meter time trial as fast as you can, and then divide the resulting time by four to give you your average pace to cover 500 meters in your 2K time trial. And that's your 2K training pace. So an eight minute 2K would be a two minute average, plus 20 seconds is two minutes 20. Right, let's put one foot on the ground, carry on rowing. Don't worry if your pace drops off here from that 2K plus 20 pace. You've only got one leg in after all. But just let this help to open up your body, improve your flexibility into the front of the machine. Not so much that you overextend, but should improve things. Swap feet. Then take a quick notice if there's a dramatic difference between your two legs. I mean, two or three seconds, yeah, that's all right. But if it's like 10 seconds, then you have a bit of a muscle imbalance going on. Okay, two more here. And then after this one, we'll put both feet back in, legs straight, and just roll with your back and arms. So swing over your hips, pull in your arms, out with your arms, swing back over your hips. But it's really important to think about this tilt backwards and forwards over your hips and letting that swing create power before you pull in your arms. It's a really important part of your main stroke. One more. Roll to the front with straight arms and a forward tilt and just push out with your legs while holding your straight arms and a forward tilt. So don't push too hard with your legs because you want to try and think about just maintaining this position through this drill. And also think about that timing connection of your feet to your hands while you're here too. One more. Yeah. Oh, okay. Keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I will explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay, so it's a simple old row today. We're doing 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute, and most of your pace is gonna be at 2K plus 18. However, every three minutes, I want you to do four power strokes. That really just means keeping your stroke rate the same, but putting in more of a push from your legs. And remember, it's more of a push from your legs. It's not about heaving and pulling from the front. I'll talk about this in the main row, as I always do. But remember, power is about your legs, and then you finish with your arms. Got me? Right. So, might as well just get straight into it. Don't want you to cool down too much after the four-minute warm-up. Uh, it shouldn't be that tough a row today. Like I say, the power strokes will certainly take up those four strokes will effort-wise, you'll suddenly jump up to like eight, but it should really as a core be run about 
five or six out of ten your heart rate will be up at around about say 70 percent of your rowing max heart rate but it's not going to be one where you're kind of left thinking oh my good grief i can't hold on anymore okay right you ready for this i might as well just start rowing hey let's go then in three two one and we're off so 20 strokes per minute is a beautiful stroke rate because it's just one stroke every three seconds so you can look at your counter and just count down in threes or if you're watching me on a video you can just time your stroke to when i'm rowing so you drive and then recover drive recover so it's effectively a one second drive two second recovery and if you're listening to me on a podcast then you should just hear the whoosh of my flywheel and also the pattern of how I talk should kind of help you know when I'm rowing but as we get past this first minute in I'm kind of hoping that you're already locked into your stroke rate and it's just about making sure you are putting in a consistent push of your legs in order to get your pace where you want it to be so it really shouldn't be too much hard work today I mean day three the three Tabatas that was hard work so it's important to take it a little bit gentler let's say today so that you don't drain your energy stocks or worse cause yourself any kind of overwear on your muscles I I'm not listening to myself of course because I timed it poorly yesterday and my uh, session doing wakes yesterday evening was leg day <laughs> I was very poorly timed after doing the Tabata over lunchtime so I have quite sore legs today in fact, I'll continue that thought after we do our first set of power strokes to come up in six strokes time. Remember, this is about pushing from the legs. So hold that forward tilt, straight arms, and then push with the legs to get the power in. One more. Here we go then. So four, three, two one and back to normal 2k plus 18 pace again you should really hear the flywheel or whatever you're using change its pitch get louder as you push in that power but 
You'll see it in the monitor as well, hopefully. But yeah, I haven't really done a specific leg day workout for around about a month. I stopped doing them while I was recording the 30 days of 30 minute rows because I was coming just a bit too much and so last night was the first night back doing weighted squats and lunges and leg presses and uh, leg extensions so today <laughs> I'm at that stage where when I'm walking downstairs I'm going ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ooh. it just shows how you train for what you do spend so long on a rowing machine like with all the workouts through November and we're halfway through December but because I hadn't been doing any proper resistance training my legs weren't used to it and so I've got to figure I'm quite strong and fit but it's that specific movements of squats and leg extensions and things that my body just wasn't used to doing which does bring up the question is there any point doing them if they're not actually muscles that I'm training when rowing okay five strokes to go two more one more and then it's our power strokes again here we go four three two one and the important thing when you're doing those power strokes is to really feel like that power is flowing through your body and into the handle it's all a kinetic push, kinetic energy from your feet which then has to surge through your body and into the handle the truth is there's so many potential power leaks when you're rowing to not get that power efficiently into the machine and you really want to plug those power leaks and it's not just about performance yes when you climb on the machine you want to go faster you want to feel that you're improving because 
must be said, there is something super motivating about seeing that you're able to go faster at the same kind of perceived effort. That's why rowing is so good, or indoor rowing anyway, because you have a monitor right in front of you that tells you stroke by stroke whether you are meeting, exceeding, or not quite meeting expectations that you've set yourself in terms of pace. But getting the power in, it's also about efficiency. Keeps you fit enough to be able to go through a whole session like this. Okay, five strokes to go. Four, three, two, last one. Here we go, power strokes. Four, three, two, one. Because if you are using rowing, even as a general fitness tool, then the longer you can do it for, the more of a chance to get fit. So if you're really inefficient and you tire yourself out after only five minutes because you have a pretty ropey technique when it comes to putting power into the machine you're really not getting the fitness boosting workout that you might be looking for whereas a few tweaks in order to help get the power in can make it that you can roll for longer I mean case in point is the difference between a roll like this where you push the power in from your legs as opposed to someone who climbs on thinks rowing is all about pulling the handle and then does 35 strokes a minute really quick <laughs> with, the, with the handle <clears throat> and within five minutes are completely destroyed because they're not actually giving themselves the all over body function the rowing is meant to be but the other thing the other reason to plug these power leaks is just injury prevention be it that the power leak itself can lead to injury or just by losing power 
you're doing other things to make up for it, which causes injury. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Remember, push with the legs. Four, three, two, one. So as being I've just spent the better part of what six minutes talking about why you want to plug your power leaks do you not think it's kind of about time <laughs> I mentioned some of them and what to do about it so the first is what I was talking about in the warm-up about the timing of that push of your legs to your hands connecting to the handle if you push with the legs before your hands connect to the handle what happens is your backside scoots away from you and you lose like a foot worth of push or potential push and the jolt that it can take to your lower back and then to your upper back as your upper back eventually snaps in can cause injuries and certainly because you are leaking power it's massively inefficient and in order to row at the pace you think you should be you'll probably be taking the force through your upper back heaving against the handle instead of your feet pushing and then hanging off the handle And then the opposite is if you pull too soon and bend those elbows before your legs connect. And the problem with that is you just don't get that snap of power in from your legs and you're wasting potential arm power that you want at the finish of the stroke. All right, four, three, two, one. So arms nice and straight and push with the legs. Push, keep those arms straight. One more, good job. And the other thing about pulling bending those elbows too early and heaving against it with bent elbows is it really is a one-way ticket to golfer's elbow and tennis elbow 
and even things like well not maybe not torn biceps but certainly ouchy <laughs> biceps I felt it myself yesterday in the Tabata the opening stroke of each 20 second effort I was really taking as a big pull with my arms to get the flywheel up to speed which is okay for the first for the first stroke of a session but not every single stroke but because I was doing so many of them my biceps were on fire by the end of the row whereas something like today doesn't feel as though it touches my biceps at all it's all about shoulders and back well legs, shoulders and back so that's those paraleaks and the next one just remember I keep talking about this tilt into the front of the machine and you want to hold it there as you push that power into the machine because not only does it let that kinetic energy from your feet travel through the chain of your body into your hands it also adds in power when you do eventually swing remember the warm-up when we were rowing with just our back and arms that swing of your back generates power which you lose if you swing too early four three two one here we go with the power strokes four hold that forward tilt three two one and so what you'll find is that there are some rowers who come in with the best of intentions in that forward tilt but as they start they'll lean back oh. forward tilt, forward tilt ah, lean <laughs> what happened there? okay and so they are suddenly robbing themselves of that extra power as the torso swings over their hips from a forward to a backward lean but also because they are leaning back the leg drive goes right through the lower back which can aggravate kind of the L2 lumbar region and also the psoas muscle and I should know because I regularly tweak my psoas muscle not from rowing weirdly the last time I did it I was picking up a bucket while washing the car 
but it's like this is why you're told to lift with your knees and not with your back it's effectively what we're doing with the rowing stroke with the forward tilt is lifting with our knees not with our back but if you do that early lean then you're lifting with your back done Sammy? so you're leaking power and you're also inviting potential injury as well and as much as I was talking about not grabbing early from that kind of loss of power at the front I did mention how you also lose potential arm pull at the back so what you want is legs, back, arms in terms of power oh hang on let's not miss the next one five four I've not missed any yet three two one here we go then power strokes four so remember legs, back, arms legs, back, arms last one legs, back, arms so you push with your legs and all the power at the start is because of your legs then you add in the swing over your back and then you finish with that arm pull okay so I have the entire length of my arms to come into a finish when I eventually pull because I start with straight arms and hold them there until basically until my backswing is about halfway and that gives me my entire arms all the muscles in my arms to pull into a finish whereas if I pull early at this I've only got half of a potential arm pull to finish and that has two issues well it has loads of issues but let's talk about two first one is you're losing power you're leaking potential power because you're fighting against your legs when you pull early and then you don't have that full finish of your arms but the other thing is that when you have a powerful finish it helps your recovery into the next stroke because that powerful pull back causes like a spring tension to your arms caused by like your rib cage and your intercostal muscles and things that wants to bounce forwards again and so the more powerful a finish the more of a help your arms get on the return and that return is vital 
for getting you into the right position for the next stroke. Arm straight, forward tilt. Do you get me? Four. Three. Bet you thought I was going to miss this one. Two. One. Here we go then. Power strokes. Four. Three. Two. One. So, although I'm talking the front as you start the drive is so important, it's at the back that you get yourself into that position by pulling in powerfully, elbows through your sides, maybe a slight flare out with your elbows, but not, not chicken winged. Wait, that wasn't a chicken. Try that again. Chicken wings. That's better. And by getting your elbows through your sides, they cause that tiny help forwards that you just then have to continue with your arms. And that then triggers your back to rock out of the 11 o'clock into the one o'clock tilt. So that by the time your hands are past your knees, your back is already in that forward tilt. And all you have to do is bend your knees to return to the front of the machine again. There's also other ways to leak power, like not taking a full leg drive, either because you stop short at the catch at the front, remember, shins vertical please, or because you don't get your legs fully down at the back of the stroke. Remember, don't lock your knees. You want a soft knees at the back. It helps to point your toes to the front of the machine as you finish. That helps with your posture, helps with your legs, stops you tugging your feet against the foot straps and really helps plug that power leak. Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. Last set of power strokes. Four, three, push with all those legs. Two, push the machine away from you. One. Whew. So there's other things that can get in the way of your power and cause injuries and things, but really, they're the major ones. You'll hear about, you'll hear people talking about your heels and how if you raise them 
off the foot plate, you'll leak power. The truth is, it all depends on the rower. So if you lift your heels, I'll try and do it, and then your backside scoots away before your heels connect to the foot plate, that's the problem. But if you get your heels up, up, and then slam your heels into the foot plate to make sure that timing of your connection is okay, there's less of a leak. So really it's down to your flexibility and your technique. It's kind of recommended for new rowers when they first start to think about not lifting their heels too much because it causes a bad habit really. And if you can get into the habit of keeping your heels as close to down as possible, you're less likely to unconsciously develop that power leak. And it can help if you're a bit stuck there. Take a look at your knees. As you come forwards, are your knees together or apart? Because you want your knees to be kind of under your shoulders in line with your armpits in order to get that power in and if they're too close together that can harm your flexibility and your power alrighty then three strokes to go and we're all done ta-da hopefully Today was a slightly different way to look at technique. I mean, I was looking at it, it as probably more of a negative point of view, but by pointing out the things that can cause leaks, maybe you could recognize that in yourself when you're rowing. So rather than saying, the ideal way to row is a one o'clock lean to an 11 o'clock, straight arms, push from the legs, ha ha. <laughs> but at the same time, there was a lot of technique chat today. And apart from a quite worrisome attempt at, the, at, at impersonating a chicken, there wasn't many jokes or anything. So I do hope it was still entertaining enough for you. These 30-minute rows, I mean, really once you get into them, you get into the groove, you get into the flow, into the rhythm or whatever, it's really just about continuing holding that pace, holding that stroke rate and that flow and things. So eventually... Really what I'm saying is just white noise for you to... <laughs> just noise for you to hear and maybe tune in and out of while you're concentrating on just thinking, right, am I, am I at the right stroke rate and pace? And it really, these sessions are just about grinding in that stroke. It's about repetition. It's like the Tabata one, that was about just going, bah, full force. But you need to have that kind of good bass technique in order to be able to put in that full force efficiently and safely and all that kind of jazz. Okay, right, 
shut up John, two minute cooldown, let's do it that way because always I'm swearing at you, um, two minute cooldown, we'll do this at 18 strokes a minute, 2k plus 20 pace to start and then we'll slow down quite quickly, okay, here we go then, in three, two, one, and we're off, <sighs> but I do quite often try and properly sell the value of these long slow rows to you and I kind of hope is digging in it's like I don't know it's like broccoli not everybody likes broccoli but most people at least agree how good it is for you apart from tiny little insects because there's a very 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 subtle insecticide natural one like a poison that grows on broccoli that if you're an insect and you bite it you go oh, I don't like that but it's in such a minuscule dose I mean any chemist will tell you that a poison is in the dose or the dosing uh, yeah that for us we don't taste it and actually as a it's not an antioxidant it's a something else it's very good for us now I know what you're thinking you're thinking John's read a book no I haven't <laughs> but I have been listening to Paul Taylor's mind body brain podcast again which I quite often reference because it's such an incredible wealth of information I mean to the point that if you're ever looking for oh hang on one more stroke I'll continue this in a sec one more you can continue cooling down of course while I say goodbye or jump off the machine and do some stretching I recommend uh, quads, hamstrings, hip flexors, shoulders, biceps, forearms, and supine twists for your back. Okay, there are other stretches to do, but they're the ones that I do when I do them. But I don't often do stretching, so I'm a naughty boy that way. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So I talk. So his, um, yeah, yeah. There we go. That's where I was. The podcast. If ever you're looking for something just to listen to while rowing, and it's not me, why would you want to? Then. I mean, he's got loads and loads and loads of episodes which will keep you company for a long, long, long time. And he mentions me in one of them. Um, so you can tell me what one it is if you ever get that far. Uh, yeah, it's incredible wealth of information. Uh, very sensible stuff when it comes to uh, how he looks at diets. Basically kind of saying that diets are like a, um, like a cult. <laughs> and if anyone actually starts to give you grief or really pushing something at you, then it's kind of like a religious cult. Um, so yeah, so it's well worth a listen. Anyways, that's where I got the, the bit of broccoli from. It just popped in my head and started talking about it. So I thought I'd better reference uh, Paul Taylor's Mind, Body, Brain podcast. Really is such a good listen, and he's a great guy. Um, so yeah. anyway, so that was today's session, uh, our broccoli session, which is exceptionally good for you. Not everybody likes it, but it's really good for you, so you should just eat it anyway. Yeah, cool. And then you can get into, and then you can have a bag of chips later. <laughs> Uh, chips, of course, in, in um, the United Kingdom, chips are, are what uh, you lovely um, United States of America people would call French fries. But here, actually, well, chips, like proper chip shop chips here are like really thick cut 
um, wedges of potato, basically, that have been fried with French fries. They're like those little stick-thin things that you get with like McDonald's and whatever. Other fast food restaurants exist. But yeah, chippy chips, as in UK chippy chips. Oh, yeah, they're, they're what you want. You, you have your broccoli and then have some proper chip chips. Do you have thick-cut chips like that? I mean, you'll have potato wedges, I'm assuming, in, uh, in other countries. But do you actually have like thick-cut chip shop chips? Chip shop chips. Chip shop chips. Anyway. Should I just stop talking now? I probably should. So that was our four power strokes, the uh, row four of the 12 rows of Christmas. I'm back on track. Hey, listen to me branding. Hey. Um, so uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Obviously, tomorrow's going to be five something. So um, I, yeah, I know what it is. It's, it's going to be a kind of a mid-tier-ish row because today was a bo- uh, bottom, low-intensity row. Um, but yeah, so I hope you look forward to that one. To remember, you don't have to do all 12 in a row. And I'm just doing all 12 in a row so I can finish on Christmas Eve. You don't have to do this. We've got a whole bunch of the holiday season to spread these uh, out in. Or even you could be doing this in May. And just because there's a Christmas tree in the background, that doesn't really make any difference, does it? Just because I'm talking about Christmas, you're not going to go, oh, well, this makes it do null and void row. There's no point in me doing that. Um, yeah, so I'll just go and get myself some chips. Mm, a nice fish and chips with a slice of lemon. Wow. Um, someone's really to... Right, right here's, here's my, ra- my rant diversion. I'll keep it short. In Scotland, you go to a chip shop, right? And you ask for a sausage supper, okay? And that's basically you get a little poke of chips, a little thing, thing of little boats, basically, of chips, and you get two sausages. But then you can also go in and ask for a single sausage, and so with a sausage supper, you get two sausages, but then you ask for a single sausage and they basically just give you a sausage. Well, I suppose that just makes perfect sense, really. But there's something, oh, I should probably edit this out, shouldn't I? There's something odd about the sausage supper and the, sing- and the single sausage. It's been so long since I've ordered one, to be honest. This is why. Because I'm, body's a temple, you see. No. Um, anyway, right, okay, l- listen. Uh, even my watch just went, listen, mate, you, want, you might want to end your workout. Um, you should just come up and say end recording. You're waffling, so yeah. Maybe it's got a little. There's a wee man inside my watch. <laughs> it says, "Oh, he's on it again." Shut him up. So I'm gonna shut up. Um, let's have hashtag single sausage, right? And then and then maybe someone can try and explain to me what I'm trying to say as well. But yeah, hashtag single sausage. It's lovely sausage deep fried in batter. Mm. But you just go <laughs> if you eat it. So if you made it this far through the video, uh, well done. Um, but that's the hashtag to use. Um, if you can leave any kind of comment on Facebook or YouTube or or Twitter or Instagram, whatever. Um, yeah. So because it's all a bit of fun and it's yeah. So we are that word. Yeah. Four days of Christmas done. We'll see you in day five or in another video because you're probably like not doing that one again. So yeah. I will uh, see you in another video. Please look after yourself. Stay safe. Be well. Bye.